Hi, this is a Conversations with Creatives podcast for Opus. Spring is in full bloom, and we're currently exploring the theme Conversations with Nature. This episode is all about art in the garden. From a homegrown oasis to the public park, gardens provide the lifeblood to both private lives and local communities. As artists, we respond in all sorts of ways to these important sources of relaxation, leisure and creative inspiration, visually, emotionally, intellectually and aesthetically. My guests today are Marnie Rose Edge, Ken Clark, Paula Verantes and Anaïs Lera. Painting plein air or integrating organic sculptures into the landscape, traveling back to the gardens of childhood, or imagining their own intricate ecosystems, each of them employs a unique approach to art in the garden. Marnie Rose Edge is a Vancouver-based artist with a passion for flowers. A keen gardener herself, Marnie Rose's work is anchored in the fragility of nature. She is also a popular and well-respected teacher and juror, sharing her extensive knowledge with students and peers across Canada. My name is Marnie Rose Edge. We don't get gorgeous flowers all year round. <laughs> so to be able to, to capture them and paint them is just, there's so much emotion that flows through me into the paintings. It's the colour, the light. Um, I use my camera as a digital sketchbook more than, and I use a sketchbook for actually planning out paintings. So it's capturing those moments that just give me goosebumps. And, you know, you get that little, I don't know, there's something in your tummy that <laughs> is exciting and it's, it really um, happens. I visit a lot of the gardens around my neighborhood and any opportunity when I'm out driving, I will pull up and take photos of um, other people's gardens. And it's just something that strikes so to my core that I have to, um, I have to capture it and paint it. And then I, you know, there's city gardens as well. So um, it's, it is me. It's, I love digging in the dirt too, so <laughs> the garden that I started with was a blank canvas and I see it as that and putting colour combinations together is very key. It reminds me of painting on a canvas because nature is the best at putting colour combinations together. You know, I work in a, a complementary colour scheme most of the time. And nature is just a natural painter. <laughs> we can take so many clues from nature. It's um, just astounding. I did a lot of drawing as a kid and I just loved being in the garden with my mum because she could grow anything. So I was hugely influenced by her when it came to gardening and growing things. And she grew a lot of food as well. I started painting um, in my 40s and just found such a passion for it that I never knew it was asleep. <laughs> it had really been asleep and it got woken up and it was like, I was obsessed. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and somebody introduced me into painting with watercolor and I fell in love with it and it fell in love with me. I didn't have 
the problems that a lot of people report with it. And really, you know, a medium, we tend to try out all different mediums to see which one really suits our personality and, and even genre, whether we draw or whether we're abstract, our best work comes out in which really suits us. And flowers were my first thing because of the garden connection. And it was, and that beauty and the light, because there's so much translucency. And I just love that. It's that feel that I get with painting flowers that it really goes hand in hand. To be able to walk through and take that deep breath and inhale the perfume of the from a natural flower is just intoxicating. I have peonies with and amongst the roses and hyacinths around at the moment and it's like I drive up the driveway and I just stop and take a breath. It's like oh, all the stress of the day just falls away when you breathe in that fragrance. So it plays a huge important role for me to have that immediacy of being out in the open and being in the garden and amongst these wonderful flowers and being able to capture those colors. That's how I'm treating plein air more because plein air painting is actually quite challenging because you've got all this. Where do you, where, how do you narrow it down? What do you do? It's like, oh, it's overwhelming, right? If you've only got your cell phone, you can at least, you know, um, you can take a photo and turn on a little grid pattern in it so that you can see where your focal point is. I mean, it's really good to have um, as a, an option on the fly to be able to use the, the editing tools within your, your um, phone. Focus in on what really grabs you and if it's, a, you know, a, a variety of um, flowers like some poppies will be coming up and and the different colors so you might want to take you know a larger picture that you can then crop down into smaller pictures if you want to but take many photos in different um, directions so that you can have more information uh, the more information, the better off you are. And you can zoom in, you can get closer to uh, flowers and then pull back and see, you know, you get some leaves so that you can put more information within your painting as well. There's, um, you know, you may change your angle by one foot will make a difference on the perspective of what you're looking at. So this is, again, it's just another way of creating more information for you that you can then create more paintings from it if you want. Whenever I'm driving anywhere, I'm always looking at the gardens <laughs> to see if there's something. And even, you know, I love winter in one respect for the, the naked trees. It's always keeping an eye out about what is interesting, what's intriguing about this, what, what really can you say with it as well? Because putting a, a, just having a tree that has a very twisty trunk and amongst a very quiet background says a lot. 
So it's not only about the flowers, there are, it's nature, period. Known for his figurative work, grotesque faces, water and architectural features, Ken Clark is a sculptor whose large-scale organic creations take pride place in many private and public gardens around BC, including Van Dusen. Always amazed by what nature has created through erosion and time, Ken explores natural forms and conveys the essence of that process. I'm Ken Clark, I work in Vancouver, I'm a sculptor, and uh, I was doing a lot of figurative work, but now I seem to be going into more using organic forms and working from nature. I was using willow, but I thought I'd move on to some other materials, so. But willow was, willow was quite nice to work with, I really enjoyed it. Um, just working from nature and using, learning how to harvest and understanding where it comes from and <clears throat> all that. <laughs> Well, I think I enjoy the harvesting more than the making, actually. <laughs> Just searching it out and getting out there in nature and looking for it and understanding how it grows and <clears throat> where it is and what it can do. The last, last, second last piece I did was during COVID and it's, um, it's a hollow tree and uh, it's the pieces of wood that I found which are branches from old trees. Um, I incorporated them into the piece just talking about branches growing to the center of the tree and how it rots away and just that story behind the tree, how it, how it evolves and grows. And the uh, last piece I'm doing right now is um, two figures. It's basically sewing itself, weaving itself together and weaving, weaving the earth. And what I want to do eventually is have it so out with a plant growing out of the top of it. Just talk, just talk, I don't know, I just had this idea that it'd be kind of neat to have two figures weaving to weaving themselves together and weaving the earth i'm starting to make water features and stuff like that waterfalls because i really enjoy getting out into nature and to see these these things you know nature is just incredible what it does it's time and so the last one i'm doing is uh inspired by a canyon that i saw in fernie on coal river and i always thought that it'd be nice nice to see it in in a place where little kids are you know, or a hot kid's hospital or an old folks home or something like that. So the people could just enjoy just that, you know, because they can't go there, they can at least experience it on a smaller scale. My partner is, is right now where she's planting around the studio spaces. I'm just renting a space here, but, but uh, she's, we've got some space to plant. So it's really nice to play around with that and to incorporate the plants in, in and around pieces that I'm making and I guess what I see, because I do a lot of hiking, and um, I find when I go into nature, it makes me laugh because I see what, what it does. It's time and how the roots grow around rocks and the way this tree does this and one's twisting this way. And it just very, it really inspires me, just the shapes. And the same with, if you want to, I'm going to shift a little, but the same with the, the rock formations on, on the sandstone on the Gulf Islands. They really inspire me to um, play with form and and gives me a whole other area to work from. I've reached a point where I, I don't, I feel very uncomfortable taking anything out of nature and I won't take anything out anymore. So I'm gonna work with what I have and, and that's it. I've used up enough because <laughs> I'd really like to see things left in nature and let it do its thing. So what I, I really enjoy, at least with the space that my studio is, it's, it's right downtown and it's a really 
tough area. There's just a lot of different things going on. And I'm finding it's so so nice when you get somebody that just stops and smiles or, or sorry, I don't know, just sees the garden and sees things growing and they, it kind of makes them, I don't know, if it makes a little their day a little better, that's great. <laughs> so I guess that's what a garden does too. Makes just makes you feel good. It's kind of nice when you can create something that even just one person that is helps them feel better or does something for them, gets them, keeps them going. It's just over. It just amazes me what nature can do for us and or does uh, creates and uh, that's inspiring. I don't really assess what I'm doing really. I just make things and just like making them and enjoy. I enjoy hiking and seeing nature and and. Uh, yeah, this is just what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong person probably to, to just to, to get uh, wordy about things. I, I just like making it. I did a, a, a large piece, actually in art school way back. Her name, her name was Carmen. She's an amazing opera singer, actually. But I did a sculpture of her. There's two of them, actually, Cass. And they both ended up on Hornby Island. One a client bought it for to put in their garden but the other one she's very strong and, and she looks out sitting seated pose and she's looking out to the ocean and uh it was supposedly this, the owner of the place said that there's a, a girl she one of the her kids that come by was sitting there talking to her to the sculpture and i thought that was so sweet right like she's just like it's because she's a powerful like a the type of sculpture that i as a figure to piece that really shows uh, strength and and just all the I don't know beautiful attributes that we have and and, uh, and I just yeah that was kind of neat <laughs> it had an effect like that and it was looking out onto the ocean. Paola Verantes is a watercolorist and muralist specializing in botanical art, which allows her to feed a curiosity for the natural world and share her love for it with others. Whether depicting cuttings from a garden or interpreting the overgrown patios of her native Costa Rica, Paola's art is about the joy of being surrounded by nature. I'm Paola Barrantes. I'm a watercolor and mural artist here in Vancouver. Um, my passion is painting nature, specifically botanical art. Um, I grew up in Costa Rica in a small town surrounded by lots of green um, coffee plantations and lush gardens. Um, but our gardens are in Latin America are not um, intensely manicured. They're like dense and chaotic, but with lots of color and texture. And they're often saturated with uh, upcycle cans and pots as well. <laughs> so during the past two years, um, I've been focusing on a series that were inspired by a trip to Costa Rica to visit my family. And I found uh, sour cream pots and garbanzo bean cans and <laughs> water jugs cut in half holding the most beautiful orchids and bromeliads, begonias, um, anything with flowers. Um, and I found this very interesting and yeah, it gave me uh, lots of childhood memories. We call these home gardens patios. 
um, it's a little different to what we think of a patio here in North America, at least. Um, it has this mixture of bare concrete and some grass and soil. And they are usually in front of uh, the house. So this makes like watering and tending the plants very easily. But then it's also a way that um, neighbors connect with each other because they get to see um, the types of plants that you have. And they will stop and knock on your door and ask you how to care for them and if they can have a cutting to take with them home. This is the way I grew up seeing my grandma interact with people and my parents as well. And so basically all these memories and during this trip, um, while I got to see all these things that were so normal for me back when I was a child, um, I realized there was so many layers of culture that were so inspirational and I had to use it as my subject later on. I started sketching there. I was there for a month. So I got to sketch from life, which I think is the best. I enjoy that the most because I get to observe every detail, every vein, every fold of the of the plant, the, the colors, everything changes. Then obviously I could not take them with me. So I had to take uh, photographs. And when I came home, I, I worked from those photographs. But those initial sketches, um, were the base for the work. And now I paint from my plants at home as well. I have a one-year-old daughter. Uh, so life has changed a lot. <laughs> and um, during this past year, uh, walks are our everyday thing, right? Um, so what I do is I take her to public gardens and those are the ones that inspire my paintings now. I bring pencil and paper and I can barely get five minutes where she's calm, <laughs> but I get to sketch and I just sharing this moment with her. Um, it's very peaceful and I love it because it's the same connection that I had with my grandma and my dad and now I get to share with her. You gotta be quick. I love watercolors for that reason. Um, you can go fast and just uh, bring a very small kit with you with a, a few pans in it. And I usually carry water in a bottle. So I just like dab a little bit in my can and then just like from there, just sketch really, really fast. Um, but, uh, and then you can go home and then get very detailed and spend a month of hours in it, right? I think it's that connection with nature and the sense of calmness. It's almost like meditation to me. Um, I enjoy the most when people connect to my paintings because it reminds them of something. And that means to me that um, I guess the painting has succeeded in some way. I feel like it's like an, a feeling of like an oasis in the middle of the city when you find that, that respire, that tranquility. Patio gardens or public gardens are these spaces that people seek for relaxation. And um, I guess for my grandma, it was that antidote to industrialization and, um, you know, 
the whole concentration of cities in, in, in a small town. But for me, it was um, to create that connection with her and then to find this uh, sense of uh, sanctuary, I guess. And then it became an, an inspiration. And then now it's like kind of my muse. <laughs> we all need that uh, connection with nature in order to find that center. And I don't know, it's kind of like regrouping with yourself. It's, it's too chaotic right now, especially with COVID and the war and so many other things going on right now. Um, we need green. <laughs> And we need that breeze and we need some of that rain. Sometimes I paint uh, plants that are very common uh, and not as glorious as a rose. I love pothos for that reason. It can grow anywhere. Uh, it can survive for weeks without water. It's very easy to care for it. It's very hardy. It can grow as an air plant. It can grow on soil. Um, and I love when people get to connect to plants that are so, so common um, that maybe we see and we do not like give so much importance. But then, you know, also I love to paint flowers in the usual carnations and dahlias and hydrangeas. Um, I think they're all beautiful in, in every way. It, it doesn't matter if it's uh, lots of color or just variations of green. The paintings that I've done in that that come from uh, being in the forest tend to be more botanical art, a bit more scientific. And then the ones that are coming from a garden usually have a sense of uh, more emotional feeling. It has this uh, layer of more sentiment rather than the scientific. When I'm in the forest, I get the feeling that I need to document it almost. Instead of me putting myself in, in the painting. Anaïs Lera is a French mural artist and painter, currently living and working in Vancouver. Inspired by the beauty of nature, her immersive work weaves together luxuriant and colourful composition with meticulous design. Akin to a gardener, she creates intricate imagined ecosystems exploding with vibrant flora and fauna. So I'm Anaïs Lera and I do work that is mainly inspired by nature. It's very graphic, so I'm just following a graphic envy that I have. So fluidity, pattern, a very bright color, and um, I'm just doing, creating my own um, universe. When you are in front of a garden as an artist, generally, it's even hard to manage to catch up everything. So you have to go back again and again. And sometimes for me, when I, when I look at it, I just have so many information and I just would like to put them all in one piece but it's just impossible, there is too many. So I have to choose. And that's also the big part of the process is choosing what, you, what you're going to pick up from this garden and what is going to be uh, good together. And that's funny because basically in a garden, I feel you can put so many different things and it will always look, look good. But as an artist, you have to choose more, I think, to make it look 
good together and do a nice composition. And, and if you put too much, you lose the information. If you don't put enough, you it's became boring. So you have to find this right balance of making the shape and the colors and all this fitting together. And in the garden, you have this all together and it's just perfect. I mean, I guess gardener won't say it. They will definitely, they probably put a big amount of work of finding the perfect thing that goes together. But to me from outside, it's, it's perfect, uh, whatever. I think I was really influenced when I lived in Australia for two years. All those crazy, colorful, very flashy colors of flowers that you don't really see necessarily in Europe. And yeah, that was definitely the big start for me with all my influences was this country and the life that I had there and all the beauty that I saw there. I don't really like being too much, when I'm in nature, I'm in nature. I don't like to be too much behind my phone taking picture and behind off a screen. So I just get the feeling of it. And I don't really consider myself as an illustrator because I don't try to illustrate what I see. I just try to capture what I feel when I see it, which is maybe a little switch that's make uh, my work not technically, not really illustration. So I'm, I'm really, the process is I, I play a lot with pattern, repetition, movement in my, uh, in my drawing with my style. And I think the fact that I focus more on this than trying to reproduce exactly what I'm seeing makes maybe the work more like a film. So if I'm drawing a flower, for example, I will just be focused on creating the movement and the repetition of the, of the petal more than trying to reproduce this exact flower that I have in front of me. Uh, right now, I'm definitely focusing on painting this mix of floral elements and ocean elements that create this uh, garden, but that's imaginary garden. I like the idea of when you see a piece of, of art, enfin, an artwork, I like the idea of people can dive in and they're going to be surrounded mentally by all those elements. And that's definitely what a garden is as well. You are, you are inside it. I would love one day to be able to, to create a piece that is actually physically surrounding people. That would be just amazing. And I feel with mural, you kind of touch this a little bit because it's something that is really living with the space and people are going inside, like physically somehow. When you look at um, a piece on paper, you, you go inside just with the eyes. When you see a mural, you're going inside physically. I, I love this idea. So somehow you kind of get closer to a, a garden. I mean, that's human to, to create something that's Im, image, uh, imaginative. You don't, you don't necessarily to, to create something that is already existing. It's already perfect the way it is. So I think it's much more fun or interesting to create something new. Um, I don't think you ever create something 100% new because you always have so many influences and, and it's, so it's, it's also kind of impossible if you really be honest, <laughs> but you can try. And that's the beauty of it, you can try, yeah. If you'd like to join in on the conversation with nature, 
be sure to check out the gallery on our website, opusartsupplies.com. To submit your work, head over to at opusartsupplies on Instagram and use the hashtag opuswithnature alongside a great caption for your chance to win a $50 Opus gift card and be featured in an Opus article on social media and email. I'd like to thank Marnie Rose, Ken, Paula and Anais for chatting with me and of course all of you for tuning in. Join us next month as we kick off the Opus Outdoor Painting Challenge and discuss communicating landscapes in plein air. Till then, thanks for listening.